Yeah. So creating curiosity is step two in the sales conversation. This is the most missed step in the sales process. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwinthedaycom where we help you, the entrepreneur, stop working so hard. Check us out, winthehourwinthedaycom Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, if you would love to explode your profits and crush your demanding schedule, then you must check out our winner's circle. We have just added a whole bunch of free bonuses. People have been wowed by them. So you want to check out our winner's circle. I guarantee you are going to be excited, engaged, and ready just to take on this next year. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And today in the house, Nikki Rausch, the sales maven, is here to help us so that we can just have so much more coming into our business and having fun doing it. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Okay, Nikki, sales sometimes can be a delicate subject. I know it's got a bad name and I feel for years, it's this idea as if you have something and you're going to force it upon somebody. Mm -hmm. But let's just all say that we are in agreement as entrepreneurs, as business owners, that we know that is not our motive. Our motive is to educate and make sure someone gets the help that we can deliver. So let's put a pin in that and we start from that agreement. Nikki, Tell us what we need to know in order for this to be a more smooth and effective process. Well, back to just even what you said here about putting a pin in this, this idea of like sales gets a bad rap. Sales is actually something that you do with people, not to them. And when you start approaching sales as this is a with conversation, and it truly is a conversation, the objective is to find out, do you have a problem, a need or a want? And do I have a solution that will meet that problem, that need, or that want? And then I feel obligated, honestly, to put that offer in front of you and then let you decide that you're ready to move forward or you're not. And either way is okay, because I'm focused on the relationship. I'm focused on the conversation and making sure that I'm of being of service to the person I'm in conversation with. And now it takes the pressure off of that, like, oh my gosh, I have to sell this person or, oh my gosh, this person's going to think I'm slimy or, you know, aggressive or whatever, because now we're just focused on, Hey, this is just me and you in a conversation and we're just chatting and we're seeing yeah. where should we go next? Yeah. And I think you guys out there probably know better than this, but I'm telling you in way in the beginning of, you know, I started my business many years ago 
you, you would have this sense of like, oh, you need the sale, but I'm telling you those people that you drag across the finish line, kicking and screaming, or, you know, that aren't all in, like, I want somebody hungry. When I talk to people about, you know, how we can have, help you with a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. If their eyes don't light up, if they're not all like, yeah, I'd like to be having evenings and weekends off and making more money and just working on the real work, if they don't get all like excited about that, they're not for me because then you're doing all the work. You're carrying them through the relationship. It just starts off very negative. You can't, you can't convince anybody that, that you're going to, it just doesn't work. So don't, I'll stop my rant now. All right. Continue. That was my (laughs) rant. Yeah. And I agree with that. Like your job in sales is not to try to convince somebody to buy from you or try to change their mind or try to shame them in, you know, or, or make them feel so much pain that they can't do anything, but hire you. Like, I am so sick of all of that, like garbage and that misconception around sales. Okay. That really it's, it's about being of service. It's about showing up in a conversation and being strategic. This is why I teach the selling staircase, which is my five-step approach to the sales conversation be strategic in the conversation, but you don't need to chase anybody. Like as as a matter of fact, I also say like, you should never be chasing clients. If you're chasing clients, they turn into toddlers. It's like, if you say to a toddler right now, that's like three years old, if you say, I'm going to chase you, they take off running. They like, don't even know why we're playing the game, but they're going to run. And people will do the same thing with you. If you act like I'm going to chase you, they're going to run from you. So you don't need to chase. What you need to do is attract ideal clients and frankly, repel as fast as possible in the kindest way, the people who are not a good fit. That's what I call the bless and release. Oh, bless and release. (laughs) That sounds like a good fishing show. Okay. The bless and release. Okay. So we talk about the selling staircase framework. So the intro. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So step one is introduction. And the, the idea behind the introduction is you need to make a powerful first impression. So think about how are you showing up in conversations? And by the way, this, this impression can be made on social media. It can be made on your website. It can be made because somebody heard you speak at an event or however it is, or, or on a podcast, even, are you showing up and making a powerful first impression? Or are you the person who's showing up and acting like, well, maybe, you know, I can, sometimes I can help people or like, "Mm, I I mean, some people like what I do. It's like, no, stand in your place of credibility, stand in your place of authority and talk about who you help, who you support, what people get when they work with you, make a powerful first impression, be confident about your impact that you make in the world. And what people relate to that though, do you have to, and I can't relate to that. And please, okay, tell me. I'll tell you why. And I say this with love. And, yeah, and this, yeah. I say like, do you have to tell somebody that? <laughs> do you have no. to tell? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you have to tell somebody to be confident? Uh, no, I'm not telling people to, I'm saying stand in your place of credibility. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So I might be getting them confused. So here, this is a really good clarification. So in my head, I'm hearing you say, you know, oh my gosh, I just feel like, cause I get, not annoyed, but I just think like, look, you have to show up and be confident or who who is going to, but I think maybe what you're saying is, and when I talk like this, this is my enthusiasm for the topic. Like, yeah, not like a big pushback. It's it's not a criticism. So I think what you're saying though, is maybe the mistake that so often we all make is I can come off in 
confident in who I am as Chris, but then maybe if I'm in business two years or six years or my big, the person I want to be role modeled after or whatever, my competitor for lack of better word has been doing it for 15 years. And so then when I'm presenting it, you know, how do I say that not even that I'm an expert in this, but like, yes, I have a lot I can teach you. So I guess you're owning your expertise, your experience. So I've heard that is not showing up confident, but I think what you're saying is like, look, we're all as entrepreneurs looking for what, how much we still have to learn, how much we still have to do, but own where you are. Cause you know, more than them. Yes. Yes. Okay. You got it. it. So I'm sorry. Lack of clarity on my part. No, no, that's me. Don't blame you. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. The introduction piece is you want to put somebody at ease. You don't want to be the person who shows up in the room is like, Hey, everybody, I'm a really big deal. And you should recognize that. Like, I don't mean that. I mean, show up from a place of, you know, not acting like because there are people ahead of you or behind you in business, that that makes you less than or more than it's show up and be you stand in your place of your expertise, your credibility, and put the person you're in conversation with at ease, smile, um, uh, draw them in, ask them questions, be willing to engage in conversation. And that can, again, happen on social media that can happen face to face, but really the idea is, can you build rapport with somebody quickly? And if not, then it's learning some skills to do that. If you're somebody who's like, I'm really shy, guess what? So am I, I'm very shy, but I know how important it is to show up and be of service to people. And people only want to work with people who are really good at what they do. Like I don't ever go and give my money to somebody who I'm like, "Mm, let's see what happens. Maybe they'll be able to help me. I want to go and give my money and work with people who are like, this person knows something that I don't know. And I want to learn it from them. Or this person has something for me that's going to make my life better or make me happy in some way. So that's who I want to work with. So you've got to be that person for your ideal clients. Okay. So that's the intro. And then we've got create curiosity. Yeah. So creating curiosity is step two in the sales conversation. This is the most missed step in the sales process. People forget they go, they go right from introduction and they try to skip all the steps and they Mm -hmm. go right into sales mode. And that's a huge mistake because if the person you're in conversation with doesn't have a need, a want, or a desire for whatever it is that you offer, now you're in convinced mode. You're trying to change somebody's mind about something. And that feels gross and icky to the other person. Yeah. And also it can be confusing to the other person. They're like, why is this person selling to me? Like, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, Chris, where somebody just shows up and they're like, you know, I went and looked at your website and you really need help with SEO. And here's how I'm going to help you with SEO. Are you a little bit like, well, first of all, you don't know my behind the scenes on my website. I didn't even give you permission to make your observation about my SEO and I don't appreciate it. Right. So instead, can you create curiosity? So if I'm showing up in a conversation with somebody, I might say, you know, if somebody asked me just a really simple question, I want to be able to talk about business, right? Like that's important to open the door. Like, are you even talking to an ideal client or are you just talking to somebody it's nice to have a conversation with? So let's say I'm in an event, I show up and somebody says something like, oh, how have you been lately? 
I could have a really basic answer. I could say, oh, I've been fine, but that doesn't create any curiosity. But instead I might say, oh, I've been really great. I just got my workbooks ordered, ordered for my next masterclass today. Oh, okay. okay. That allows okay. the other person then to, to then maybe potentially ask me some questions. They might say, oh, what do you mean a workbook? Or, oh, what's your masterclass about? Or, oh, who, who takes your masterclasses? Now it opens the door for me to start to talk about what I do and who I am. Okay. okay. So what you're also pointing out here too, is we sometimes get this confusion when we pull up our chairs to the table, the typical boardroom table. Now I'm ready to sell. You're really ready to be sold too. And really like I, I often say when people have a pushback on sales, I say, listen, sales is everything. Sales is how you got your date and, and your spouse and how you get the kids to bed and <laughs> Amen. sales is everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I say that all the time, but yet I'm reminded what you're saying here is, you know, actually sales is probably at its worst when you're in a situation where, you know, there's going to be some selling. So what you're saying, integrate it into all dynamics. And that yes. just then moves it through the process much more uh, elegantly and simple. Yes. Because okay. what happens is when you start to create curiosity, the other person will start to ask questions Right. From their questions, sometimes what happens is then buying signals happen. So if I say something about a masterclass and they go, what's your masterclass about? And I say it and they go, oh, that's so interesting. That might be something I should consider. Mm. Okay. Buying signal potentially. So right. now I might invite them to the next step in the conversation, which is discovery. Okay. Now notice I'm still not in sales mode. I'm in discovery okay. mode. I'm, I'm right. here to find out now a little bit more about them what's going on for them? Do they have a problem, a need or a want? And do yeah. I have a solution? So in the discovery process, I just jumped ahead. Are you okay that I jumped to step three? No, I loved it. Okay. No, no, I'm not right. guiding this. I no, okay, the, I just want to make sure. No, 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 no. I was thinking that you're so right. People tend to skip that and go right to sales. So, yeah. you know, I'll tell you, so you people can all listen in, but when I then say, okay, the next thing, I rather you move on to the next thing than me have to guide you through the interview. So okay, you're good. doing awesome. <laughs> okay, good. This to me is what you call a good interview. Right? Oh, okay. Fantastic. So all step right. three in the discovery, now we're asking questions and we're not asking a question, letting them answer, and then selling them a solution. We're asking right. a series of questions that we know that will lead per somebody down this path to self-identify, oh, I'm interested in more information here, or I'm interested in finding out a way to work with you, or for them to go, this isn't for me. And that's okay. So we're going to ask strategic questions in the okay. discovery. Things like, well, what would, you, so for instance, if they're asking about the masterclass, I might say, well, what would you say is your biggest struggle when it comes to sales? Okay. Cause that answer is going to give me so much information about this person that I can then should, should, I mean, maybe their answer is, you know, I just need help with marketing. Well, that's not what I do. And if right. that's their answer, then I can know that maybe this isn't a potential person that would want to work with me. But if their answer is, I really struggle with, with closing and I'm so uncomfortable even broaching conversations. Well, now I'm going to take that information and at some point I'm going to bring it back into the conversation when I have their permission to lay out an offer. So step three, ask strategic questions. And the idea of these questions is not again, to ask questions, sell, ask questions, sell. It's just ask questions, get it clean find out, do they have a problem, a need or a want? And then I'm going to say, 
to them, you know, based on what you've shared, you actually would be an ideal candidate for this upcoming masterclass. Would you be interested to hear a little bit more about it and how it might apply to you? Cause yeah. Cause you know what, you bring up a couple of good points. Cause two with the discovery part, you're also discovering if they're a good fit for you, right? Yes. Yes. So we deal with, you know, we help mostly service-based entrepreneurs that have been in business at least five, six years, and they're just working more hours than they expected to at this point. Like they look good on paper. They may have a podcast like yourself or, and that's fine, but they're still working evenings and weekends. Right. So sometimes when I start asking questions in the discovery phase, they're like, oh my gosh, you're in my head. Cause I'll say, yes. well, you know, you're like a little drug addict at night when your family's in bed, you're trying to get one more email done. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. So, but then I've had people, it's only happened once or twice where I've had someone like, I'll say, well, you know, so they're trying to do it all their own and you definitely need to have a team, right? A team can be two people, whatever, but so many people confuse having a VA as a team, but then you're just dumping work on the VA. It's not really a team. It's more like a parent child thing, but some people don't even have that. And I said to this one guy, well, you know, why are you doing this all yourself? Cause you really don't have a business. You're a sufferpreneur if you're doing it by yourself. And he's like, well, I don't trust anyone. Everyone out there is out there to screw you. And I was like, okay, we're done. Like, I'm not, I'm not, okay, I've got nothing. To, I can't help. And I said to him very nicely, I do not have the skill set to change your worldview. So, you know, we're good. You know, yeah. bless and release, right? Yeah, bless so and release. So I think that's really important. Okay, fabulous. So keep going there. Yep, the discovery. Got yeah, it. So, so even what you just said there about that example, you're identifying, am I talking to an ideal client? And you, I, I'm going to say like, please give yourself permission at any point in the conversation when you realize this is not an ideal client for me, yeah. for you to say, you know, based on what you've shared, I get a sense I'm not the best fit for you. So I'm going to decline continuing the conversation, but I'm so happy I met you and I wish you well. Like I'm going to bring that to a close. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to put an offer in front of them. I'm not yeah. going to ask permission to sell them anything because I, as the entrepreneur, get to decide who, who I'm going to take on as a client. That's, you know, but that's a really powerful point because I've been in, you know, whatever little conversations like that. And they're there to, uh, you know, they're asking about the, the whole, it's a sales call. I, yeah. I don't even like using that word strategy session, whatever, but it's sales call. They know that they showed up yeah. and, you know, 10, 12 minutes in, I'm like, I do not want to work with this person. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. There's been times where I'm like, I'm hoping she doesn't get back to me or whatever. Yeah. And you're right. I should just be saying, you know what, based on what you're saying. I, you know what, let's just like, let's not sit out a bad date. Yeah. It's yeah. just even, you know, I always say like, I'm going to respectfully decline continuing this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed meeting you and I wish you well. Yeah. And that right. is my like straight up bless release. Yeah. I, I'm not here to try to tell you why you need to change your mind. And I'm yeah. not here for you to tell me why I need to change mine either. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Continue my wise friend, Nikki. So now we've moved to, I've gotten their permission. I said, you know, you might be a fit for this. Is that something you'd like to hear more about? They say, yes. Now I'm in step four, which is proposal. Now this doesn't mean uh, a formal, a formal proposal, although depending on the type of business you're in, it may. For me, a lot of times it's like, here's what I would recommend for you. And in the proposal step, this is again, one of those places you have to really stand in your credibility and your job is to recommend what you know they need, not okay. what you think they can afford. Okay. 
Right. And this can get in the way sometimes for people because right. they're like, oh, I don't know if they would pay this much. Or, But if that's really what they, based on what you've discovered in the discovery process, this is the best solution. You owe it to them to put it in front of them. Now let them decide I'm not willing to spend that much, or I can't swing that at this point or whatever. And then you can offer them something less expensive if that makes sense, but really stand in your place of credibility recommend what you know they need, make it a, a simple, clear offer. So I might say to them, you know, you'd be an ideal candidate for this masterclass because we're going to talk about, you know, some of the things that they, that came up in the discovery. They, they said that like they're struggling with closing. They're not having enough business conversations. We're going to give you, you know, some scripts about how to initiate conversation or whatever that is. And then I'm going to follow up with step five, which is the close. Step four and five go so closely together and you can't really do one without the other. And okay. step five is where you issue closed language. So I'm going to clearly lay out my offer. And then I'm going to say, is that something you'd like to sign up for? Okay. And then I'm going to okay. wait. Okay. And I'm going to let them respond. Now I have been doing that for, well, I think for a long time. And let me add this and that, humble brag. So when I tell you this, I'm going to tell you why I think I did it well is because I did it poorly for so long. <laughs> so <laughs> before you think that I'm going to brag myself up, let me shoot myself way down. So what I was saying at the end is, of, does that seem of value to you? But what, whatever the language is, yep. I then stopped talking where yes. is in my early years of business, the first two years I was in business, like 12, 15 years ago, it was like Xena, the warrior princess, because I would be like, <laughs> la, 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 la. and here's all the information, right? And you have to say whatever language is, and I would defer to Nikki's wise sales language, the sales maven here, um, whatever your sentence is, then it doesn't matter if it starts to rain or snow or wherever you are, whatever happens around you, you just can't talk because I personally believe if you do, you're going to, you're either going to backpedal or soften it or screw it up or, or over talk their thinking. Like you just have to stop talking. So I think that's what you're saying is the most powerful thing is then that's it. Then you sit there in silence and they will speak because you're just sitting there in silence. Yes. So yes. Okay. So you make the clothes and how, and I loved your clothes language too. Is that seem of value to you? Yeah. Then you zip it and you wait. And because if you keep talking, that's called selling past the clothes. Yeah. And it's kind of like handing somebody a really nice, beautiful, like clear glass of water and then throwing a little clump of dirt in it. And then saying now drink up, like who wants to drink that? You might you be know, saying, well, it's a little clump of dirt. Well, now you just muddied the water. Stop muddying the waters, leave it clear, be quiet. I can tell you a quick story that you might want to borrow, uh, okay. Nikki. It was a client of mine and he traveled for his business and stuff. And he was in Japan because he dealt with bigger corporations and all this other stuff. And his, we were talking about sales one day and he said he was somewhere and there was him and his salesperson. And then there was the person they were selling to Mr. We'll call him Wong, whatever. Right. And so they were doing the sales thing. And then Mr. Wong went to say something and the guy that was with the company started talking and blah, 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 and saying, well, you know what, listen, and why you really want to do it now is your quarterly projections. And this is really going to make a difference compared to where you are, the whole thing. And then Mr. Wong went to say something else. And the guy again was said, and also, so, you know, you get the idea, whatever. And so finally my business friend said, listen, I think Mr. Wong wants to say something. And he said, I'm sorry, my apologies. What do you want to say, Mr. Wong? And he said, I buy. 
So he was trying to get the, I buy, here's my English, I buy. And you kept over talking him and you wouldn't even get the I buy in. Like he, you sold him for five minutes ago, stop talking. So yeah. I even teach that with my, my team. Like if somebody says to me like, oh, Evan, I always lecturing Evan at something and say, listen, is it possible I get Friday afternoon off, you know, whatever. And he's explaining why this whole big thing. And, and I say, yeah, no problem. And then he said, well, because also, and then I'm like, Evan, don't talk past the sale. You just got what you wanted. That's right. I don't need to hear about everything. Right. You got what you wanted. Don't pass talk. Don't talk past the sale. Right. Nope. You never need to sell past the close. Let yeah. them say yes, no, I need to think about it, whatever they're going to respond. But if you don't give them a chance to respond, then you're probably going to muddy the waters. You're going to miss yeah. out on, on earning their business. You're going to confuse them, frustrate them, frankly, annoy them, whatever it is, but knock it off. You don't need to sell past the close, no matter how nervous you are. Somebody asked me one time, actually on a podcast, she's like, oh, but I really, really struggle with this. Like, do you have a piece of advice? And I said, yes, put your lips together and press. Yes. <laughs> Stop. Like, that's it. Yes, here's the right. Because you are right. Your analogy of putting a little bit of mud in the water just taints the whole water, right? Yeah. So I think it's really powerful. And I think too that you're not going to win either way. Either you muddy the waters, or if they're not interested, you're not going to convince them. The more, oh. and we all know in sales, the more you talk, the more you talk yourself out of something because now you're introducing things that are not relevant to them, right? Yes, yes. You're, it's like, as soon as you go into convince mode, it's kind of like, you know, your kids at the store with you and they're like, can I have this? Can I have this? Can yeah. I please? Can I get, and you're like, no, put it back. Oh, but I really, really want it. Can I please? And you're like, now you're never getting it. Like yeah. we're done. Put it yeah. back. Now right? you're just whining. I have no yeah. sympathy for you. Yeah. yeah. So you don't, you don't need to be that in a sales conversation ever. Yeah. Because even, you know, one of the things that often comes up too is people will say, oh, well, the person said I need to think about it. Now I need to convince them before I get off the phone. Not necessarily. And as yeah. a matter of fact, if somebody says to me, Nikki, I need to think about it, I say, great. About how much time do you think you'll need? Mm. Schedule a circle back call now. Let's get it on our calendars. That way you get your time to think about it. And on that call, we'll answer any additional questions that come up from you. And we'll talk about next steps for working together. Okay. Nikki, let me jump in there. Yeah. Do you, what about, sometimes I think people say that because they're looking at you and they're smiling and they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And so when I, the way I, oh, I need to think about it means I can't break up with you to your face, but mm -hmm. you'll, you know, we won't be doing this. So I don't know. I would have in the past and said, let's do another call. Cause I think they're trying to get a way out. Okay. So be really careful with, uh, projecting and okay. making assumptions about what they're doing. Okay. Let them decide. So one, one thing will happen when I say, well, then let's, you know, great. How about how much time do you think you'll need? Let's schedule a circle back call. Most of the time people say, I'll just call you when I'm ready. Okay. Then I say, great. I'll look okay. forward to your call when you're ready. I now bless and release that okay. because I, I think also in sales, your job is, to make it okay for people to say no to you and let right. them know, like our relationship's intact either way. Like yeah. we're, we're okay. You and I, as people, we're okay. If you say no to me, I'm not offended. I'm not going to like take it personal. You know, maybe I'll be disappointed because yeah. I don't get to work with you, but that's kind of yeah. it. I won't and openly I cry. <laughs> no, I won't openly cry. I won't be, you know, defensive, 
which yeah. I've, you know, I've been on the receiving end of this too, where people have yeah. been weird. And I actually had a woman hang up on me one time because I said I declined to her in a nice way, but she was so yeah. offended. And then of course, you know, guess what? Turns out about a year later, I needed something that she sold. Do you think I went and bought from her? Heck mm. no. I went yeah. and bought from somebody else who sells what she sells. So yeah. leave that door open. If somebody's going to say no, it's okay. But by getting a circle back call scheduled, one of two things are going to happen. They're actually going to think about it. Okay. Before the call, and they're going to make some decisions. And if they decide they're not going to hire you, they're probably going to schedule the circle back call. Good. Right. I don't want to get on that call. Yeah, you're right. I was projecting. I was giving them a way out and it's not my business. They're yeah, capable. So they, yep. they can figure it out another way to blow me off. <laughs> yeah. If you're selling to adults. They'll let yeah. you know, yeah. or they'll yeah. get on the call. They'll have a question and yeah. they might be ready to move forward. I can't tell you how many times I've gone on circle back calls with people who has said to me, I have a, actually a great story from a woman years ago who was like, I got on this call and it was a no for me, Nikki, but the way that you handled it made me think, I want to be able to do this with my clients and the way you're the way I feel about our, our relationship and our conversation right now, you know what I'm in, I want to work with you. And I was like, great, let's move forward. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. This was a spectacular use of our time. I hope you guys all appreciate Nikki as much as I do. Nikki, where else could they find your, your brilliance? Well, the easiest way I'm going to wrap it around a gift for your audience, if that's okay. Oh, we love gifts. Okay. So I have a book called, it's an ebook called closing the sale. And it kind of talks through those last three steps, okay. the discovery, the proposal and the close. You can get that by going to your sales maven and maven okay. is maven.com forward slash win. Okay. W-I-N, and then we'll be connected or if you're a podcast listener, which obviously you are, come check out my podcast, which is Sales Maven. I'd love to hear from your listeners. Gotcha. Nikki, thank you so much. We really, truly appreciate you. And everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Hey guys, hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S, dot com. We are constantly putting goodies in there so that you guys can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.